Hello everyone, this is Donovan LaCroxy. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Hip Hop, Let's Talk R&B, and Let's Talk What Is Going On In The Community. And debuting with me over the phone, I've got rapper Malcolm King. How you doing? Hello Donovan, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, thank you so much for debuting on this podcast. So let's get to know Malcolm King, the rapper. Tell us how you got into music. Um, I've always kind of admired my family's um, dedication to music. My older sister, twin brother, and my little sister all went to Westford Performing Arts School. So it's so always kind of, you know, just been in the mix. But um, after my last year of basketball, I was kind of just trying to find myself and find a passion. So I think the past time and uh, the music really stuck. Mm-hmm. Let me music really stuck and how is music working for you in 2020 because you and i have talked off interview that you know the music's not pushed the same way and i know there's a lot going on covid19 black lives matter but i do like your music oh thank you very much um i just i think that right off the bat um my music itself might have a, a more of a niche market just because of the, the message that I'm pushing. Um, a, a lot of guys in the city are promoting a certain lifestyle, and which I've tried to shy away from, you know? Um, so I know that starting off, because I've only put out two songs now, mm-hmm. I know that starting off for the two official videos and one, one third audio, but I know starting off that it's going to be a little bit harder to build that fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fan base, of course, I mean, you're always going to have fan base that love you, fan base that not. But who are your inspirations? Uh, musically, like, like who, who kind of like inspires me to do what I do? Yeah, like because okay, um, you will build the fan base off your inspirations, right? So if people feel like, you know, for example, I don't oh, know if an inspiration is Wale or Jeremiah. Well, I mean, Jeremiah's R&B, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the Wale um, or what do you yeah. call it or J. Cole but who are inspirations yeah I was going to say I like like the lyrical presence of J. Cole um, Kendrick Lamar I like um, like the melodies of a boogie guys like J. Uh, J. I. Prince in New York um, I'm really all about trying to find that that perfect mix between uh, melodies and conscious music you know I want to show people that you can rap about good stuff and send the right message all while making the Now, given hip-hop has turned 47 years old this week, what are your thoughts about hip-hop, that it's turned 47 years old? I mean, do you think it still has a lot of work to do, or do you think it's lost its substance? Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of, of music all around, and I'm, I'm never one to kick another man's sound, but I feel like there's a lot of new and different, unique sounds coming out. You know, like, and, and a lot of people thought it was weird at first with guys like Young Thug and stuff, but I, I'm down for a lot of the sounds. But I just really hope that a lot more guys um, try to find that that common ground between bringing that storytelling vibe back and, you know, just a conscious, just more conscious music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like a lot of songs are missing that storytelling aspect nowadays. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you think J. Cole and Young Thug would tell that story because those are inspirations. You think they uh, would have that storytelling element? To I their think J. Cole, J. Cole the most for sure. Like a lot of his songs, he like I like I said before, um, when we spoke before uh, that I like when people can speak about things that other guys are or would feel too vulnerable to speak about, you know what I mean? Like, J. Cole will speak about some stuff that, <laughs> that like, everybody can relate to on a broad spectrum. I, I like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Ah, well, that's good. You like stuff. I mean, like, I, we've spoken before. I mean, you're not into the club music, the teeny bop music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... You know what they'd say, well, if you're not, you know what your teeny boppers would say, well, if you're not bringing me that music, then I don't know if I can jump on board. What do you say to those teeny boppers? Uh, sorry, repeat that one more time, Donovan. I said, what do you call it? If the teeny boppers, if you're not, you know, if you're not giving them the club banger music, then the teeny mm -hmm. boppers might say, I don't know if I can jump on board. What are your thoughts to that? Honestly, like I said before, one way or another, like, um, slow growth is better than no growth. And I know that if I stay true to my message and true to the image that I want to portray, that um, God will work in my favor and continue to bless me with flowers of my labor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So young people... You're going to have, what do you call, this is something different. And right now, you can't even go to the clubs anyways. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you build a quarantine club or a quarantine, but people are still breaking the social distancing norms. So maybe your oh, song sure. might appear in the clubs. Well, do you see your songs being played in the clubs? Because we're going to talk about your single for a minute. And it's a very um, serious subject. So I'm not poking light at your single. Definitely, definitely. I have uh, a lot of different sounds. I feel like um, as the year goes by and, and my fans and uh, new fans that come along get to hear my sound, they're going to see how, how versatile I can be, um, the different topics I can speak about, the different vibes I can give you guys. I have a lot of songs uh, mm -hmm. that I definitely feel can be played in a club. A lot of songs that I feel could be played at a wedding, maybe. You know what I mean? Like I, I like switch it, switching it up. Mm -hmm. Would you work with the R&B artists on your song? Like, what do you call, have an R&B artist sing in the background and you're, you're rapping? Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. but, but people always ask me this, like, who I'd work with? And a lot of people might think this is weird, but, like, if I could work with one artist right off the top of my head, it would be Adele. Ooh. I would do a song with Adele. <laughs> Adele? Yeah. If you're listening, yeah. Adele, Adele, if your team <laughs> is listening, you know this is a podcast that's going to be broadcast all over. So if anybody on Adele's team, holla at your boy, Malcolm King. I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to sound with you. All right. Uh, what would, you, what would yeah. you say What would you say to Adele if you met her? Oh, man. I think I'll probably freeze up. I won't lie. <laughs> but I, I would just tell her, like, rolling in the deep Someone like you, those got me through some hard times when I was a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Adele. We don't talk about you much, Adele, because and I think you you were trying to work on your next album, Adele, and I don't know, you were going through you lost a lot of weight and congratulations oh, for, sure, for, for sure. losing all that weight. But I think she was going through depression and then the divorce 
from her ex-husband. She still can finalize all that. So Adele, we hope you come back, but your boy Malcolm King wants to work with you, and it will happen if we speak it in the air, right? Make your manifestations, King. Oh, all right. So let's talk about your single now. I can't breathe is the latest one. We already know. I Can't Breathe, the famous saying from George Floyd, who was killed almost three months ago. Uh, what were your thoughts when George Floyd had died? Honestly, just another cherry on top. Um, I've, I've, I've witnessed a lot of police brutality and just discrimination against blacks for a long time coming. I've seen it all over the social media, but... Uh, just me really seeing that video and watching that police officer's name, Mr. Floyd's back, you know, kind of sent me, sent my mental into a spiral. And I felt like it was time for me to make something of substance, like to speak out on the subject. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I can't breathe. What do you call it? What, have you gotten a lot of good reception back from it? Because earlier, oh. and we've talked off air, too, that, um... A lot of people, you don't, you feel your music again could be pushed to another level, but it's not getting that push. So, how was the response to "I Can't Breathe"? I'm a person like uh, it's all quality over quantity. So when I'm getting the, the the fewer responses, not to say that it's not it's a small amount, but in the hundreds. But my friend, when my friends are sending me uh, messages back and supporting it they're saying no this is crazy and they need more of this this is the music that we need so um i'm very confident in the song itself uh i know that like i said before when the right people hear it and the right people who who want to continue to push this message hear it that it will skyrocket there's some songs who that, that that will be out for a year or two three years and then on the third fourth year then it gets that that worldwide that worldwide recognition and i Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to try and push those songs that are timeless, just like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what if your fans ask, is it about George Floyd? What would you tell them? Is it in case people may be unsure or they say, no, it's not about George Floyd? What do you want to tell them? Is it or is oh, it not? Not at all. Not at all. Not necessarily. Not, to, not, not at all, but not necessarily. It's, uh, my song would... I would say he really kickstarted the song, but as as the song goes deeper into it, I really just talk about how we need to pull together as a team, how we need to watch the the enemy. You know what I mean? Pay attention to the enemy and stop killing each other instead of we talk Black Lives Matter, and a lot of times we stop killing each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I I feel like I try to attack every every aspect every aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what are your thoughts on Black Lives Matter? What are your thoughts as an artist? Because, again, I'll ask you, and we've talked radio interview at the radio station. What are your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement? Are you for or I wouldn't want to say you're not you're against because some artists don't talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. And I've talked to listeners in the past when an artist doesn't talk about it. That doesn't mean they're not for it. It probably can hit a nerve for some artists. Yeah. Some people, and uh, and then to, to some extent, some people would rather not just speak on it because they don't want to sound uh, not or uneducated on the subject. But for the, for the Black Lives Matter movement, 
really feel like, like I support the whole movement at whole itself, but there's times where I feel that um, people who are part of the movement have the wrong understanding of it. And I feel that if you're going to be saying things like Black Lives Matter, then everyone in life who is black should matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, there's people who, who act homophobic sometimes and will claim Black Lives Matter. And you can't act like you're against gays and you know, you're against the LGBTQ community and say black. You know what I mean? I say Black Lives Matter because all of us matter Ooh. at that point. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm, okay, so you're getting into, what do you call it? And uh, what do you say when, okay, because people in a dominant, you brought this up, in a dominant culture where hip-hop is more black male dominant, well, I can't be for, what do you call it, gays. I'm a rapper. And I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but what do you yeah. say to rappers that say, no, 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 I am supporting the LGBTQ movement. No, no, no. What do you tell them? I'm not afraid to speak on it. Um, a lot of people might not know, but my twin brother, like my other half, is is actually gay. So it's it's something that, like, at one point in my life, I had to figure out. I used to play the whole alpha male role and stuff, and I and when finding out about my brother, I was had to put in the position like, like this is me, this is my blood, this is my other half. And when I look at him, I wouldn't want anybody to disrespect him or call him out of his name. So that's why when I look at anybody else who's part of the community, um, the LGP, LGBT community, um, I just know that I'm supposed to treat them as if I would want somebody to treat my brother. Mm, mm, I'm glad you said But what if you say, what if rappers are afraid? For example, there could be lots of rappers that are closeted, and I'm not throwing names, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. They could be afraid to say, no, 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 no. If I admit I'm gay, my career is done as a rapper, and then I'll get backlashed, and then they will not play my song. Do you think hip-hop rappers should be open about their sexuality in the hip-hop game? Because when women try to do it, women do it, it's kind yeah. of okay. But when men do it, that's a no-no in hip-hop. I say to anybody who's adding the sexuality to living your truth, you know? Mm-hmm. I see some people who who, who have kind of shied away from that in their life. Um, their mental kind of eat at them, you know what I mean? They don't seem like the same person. I know early on, like, I didn't feel And I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry if my brother hears this and doesn't like it, but... Mm-hmm. But... song about your brother um what do you call it? like a single about your brother coming out or what do you call oh it? for sure i write about i write songs about all of that everything you know i i hope that that within the next coming months i really get to show all of all, all sides of my music for everybody mm-hmm. but um yeah nonetheless there's a lot of different music a lot of different stories i want to show you guys tell you guys about my life and about others around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, just what do you call it to the listeners? Of course, we talk about this stuff. So I just want to set that clear. I'm what do you call I'm a very neutral person. Of course, we laugh, we talk, we, you know, do whatever. I can't be, you know, homophobic and claim Black Lives Matter. Neither yeah, would not I. At all. On the flip side, even if I was a gay man, for example, I can't, what do you call it, be against Black Lives Matter too. Because it's even worse if you're gay and black on top of it. Or gay or a minority on top of it because of what you have to deal with. So I understand what Malcolm King is saying. If you're going to support Black Lives Matter, you can't be homophobic. Because it kind of almost is the same treating somebody because of their race or their sexual preference. You're being racist. Racist in a different way when you're treating somebody different because they're putting up that barrier. Yeah, or you're putting up that. Yeah, or you're insecure with your own self if you're treating them differently because you feel they're different. So I just have to set the record straight to those listeners. Again, what do you call it? We do talk about this stuff, and this if this is uncomfortable, what do you want to tell? people that are uncomfortable already (laughs) like i said before um for anybody listening who who hasn't been living in their truth live in your truth and for anybody who doesn't want those people to live in their truth and i don't know you have something going on with you (laughs) all right all right all right so when can we spec expect the ep or the album because remember we're talking about a lot of stuff you got and i do believe your music can get that push because you don't hold back the only thing i would be concerned though is if if they you know if people want to market you a certain way and they tell you no malcolm you can't talk about this we want to use you like you know for example we want you to be well it's not like we we can't do gimmicks and i think a lot of the industry is what do you call it gimmicks we're looking for the next drake we're looking for the next kendrick we're looking for the next what do you think about all that no but like i feel like my name itself kind of kind of speaks volumes you know malcolm (laughs) king my my motto like i said i told you before live a life that leaves a legacy Mm-hmm. I wanna. I don't wanna be the next Drake or the next Kendrick, the next J. Cole. I wanna be the first Malcolm King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I want them. I want them to remember me for what I spoke about and the music that I put out. I wanna build my own sound, be the leader of the new school. You know what I mean? Ooh, yes. Build that own sound. Build that. You know, build, be original. And why do you think people are afraid to build their own sound in the music game? Because they want to copy off that Drake. They want to copy yeah. off that Kendrick. Why do you think people are afraid to build their own sound? A lot of people see uh, or analyze the music game itself. And we'll see the guys at the top and try to copy their recipes. You know what I mean? Try to follow step by step and see what they did to get where they did follow what flows or what sounds or, or beats. But I feel like I just wanted to start writing my own cookbook, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you got a lot of spices in that cookbook, a lot of, music, sure. a lot of music recipes, eh? For sure, too much, too much. <laughs> well, you're going to give us some hot music, right? You're going to have our ears bleeding, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Sriracha. 
<laughs> okay, so what do you got? What other singles then can we... Because we have I Can't Breathe. What do we have for those teeny boppers that feel like, you know what? I just want to go to the... What do you call I just want to dance. I just want to take my spliff and roll up some good kush right now listening to okay. the interview with Donovan. If you guys have already watched I Can't Breathe, I have another visual that recently dropped the ticket. That's a nice little song to get you going, thinking about your girl, your man, just, you know, just being addicted to them. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a song, that first that first song I, I, I dropped, I was talking to you about more of a club bop with uh, Champagne Showers. Ooh, Champagne so you take Showers. That that. <laughs> yeah. So Champagne Showers and Addicted are both available on Apple Music and uh, Spotify, or all streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I Can't Breathe is on the, the visuals is only available right now. Mm -hmm. So for Champagne Showers, is it a more, you know, yeah, what do you got? Let's say before quarantine, I'm in the club, you know, I'm taking the champagne, I'm pouring it all over her. Yeah. You know, giving so her I'm going to tell you, it goes, it goes Champagne Showers, we popping them bottles, my girl like a model. Yeah, I love when she move like a paddle. Me and my cap, she gripping my paddle. Yeah, I love when she gripping. Mm -mm. Yeah, like, you know, like. Oh, it's so, got that club feel. It's got that yeah, champagne yeah. showers. Oh, oh. Popping them bottles, my girl, like a model. Yeah, I love when she move <laughs> like a paddle. Me and my cap, she gripping my paddle. Okay. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm thinking right now? Okay, here's what I'm thinking. It kind of has that Kirk Bangs feel with that song. Kirk Cobain, huh? I have to go listen to some of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you remember Kirk Bangs And listeners, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about Kirk Bangs for just one minute. Kirk Bangs had a, a big song. 2011, I believe I got this. Drink in my cup. Oh, yeah. It was a really big song. It did amazing. Then all of a sudden, Kirk Bangs just fell off for two years. He then came back with August Salasina, I believe, and they did I Wanna Be Rich, and then it wasn't as successful as Drinking My Cup. And then he just really fell off the, <laughs> fell off the face of the earth. So why, <laughs> why is it sometimes that I don't get consistency in my hip-hop and R&B artists, Malcolm King? Why? Ah, I feel like some people um, shy away after that, just from that discretion, you know? Some people might might think they hated, didn't get that, that response that they initially thought, like, I won't even lie, I have a big ego. And I thought that, <laughs> I thought that my first two visuals were going to have a lot, like, bigger response than they did. But then, like, you have to look at it, and it just adds more fuel to my fire. I'm like, yo, what do I have to do now to wake them up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, what do I, what's what, what can I change now? What am I doing wrong? But a lot of guys will, will drop that first one or two and when they don't get that initial response that they want, they, then it just shuts them down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. not me, though. I'm up. Yeah. With Kirko, for example, that single blew too quick drink in my cup. And then after, he probably didn't even know what to do because... Yeah, you don't have nothing to follow. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. You don't have much to follow. Yeah. What do you say when artists are like that? They have nothing. And then they have this one real big hit all of a sudden. And then after, there's a few artists and, oh, they're lucky I can't even think of their names right now. Oh, man. Um, I would just say, if you feel like, or if people are saying like, hey, you only hear a one-hit wonder, man. <laughs> 
I would just say, just get back to the drawing board. See where you're going wrong. See what you did in that song that went so right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just analyze. But I wouldn't say wrap it all up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't wrap it all I up. I feel like music is a music. Uh, sorry, <laughs> music is a like a like, it's like basketball, like a game of runs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might have like spur- spurges here where you might be like, you might be the guy. You might be top of the charts for, for a month or two, like, not everybody can be a Drake, you know what I mean? No, no, not everyone can be a Drake, and there's lots of people that want to be a Drake, and then they fail to it, because they don't want to go through what Drake had to go through to reach that, they're thinking, oh no man, if I'm going to have all this media coverage, and if I'm going to have people looking at my mom's, or my baby mama, or this, I can't, no, no man, I don't want yeah. I'm not saying Drake has all those things, and even if Drake did, remember, Drake had to work through processes. Remember, Drake and, okay, I'll throw this out to the listeners. Me and Drake are the same age. We're both born in 1986. I'm 34. He'll be turning 34 in October. So Drake started at 23. I got the opportunity to see Drake grow and evolve as an artist. Do I think some of the stu- the songs he's putting out now, well, they can be commercially driven, like the 2C slide, for example, wasn't my favorite. I think in two weeks I was over that. But, you know, I'm just saying we got to grow. If you're not willing to go through the hoops and the hurdles as an artist you can't expect a one big hit and then you have nothing to follow back on you know yeah, yeah a lot of guys in our generation i feel like think that like i i'm gonna say i'm gonna speak to myself really because i thought that with like some a song like can't breathe and stuff you might get that like overnight like you might wake up and everyone's gonna be like oh what was this you know what i mean like but sometimes you have to realize that there's a lot of guys who are on the scene that were rapping for like three, four years, you know what I mean? Five years sometimes before they even got that break. Yeah. And sometimes even spent a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand before they actually really got that break. And mm-hmm. um I'm I'm thankful for the position I'm in right now. I'm thankful that that I can, you know, maneuver. But it gets expensive then. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. it really with this <laughs> We're just making the best of what we have right now, you know, in my team. Right. And I mean, another example I can think, you talk about some people take two or three years. Roddy Rich, for example, he was really, he blew in Europe first before he got attention. He was blowing from 2017. It's only this year that people knew him to what he was today. Because last year people started to hear about him, but then, you know, it was kind of, oh, because, okay, for example, listeners, I mean... I talked with a rapper, Juice Juice Boy, not Juice World. I was almost going to say Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. But Juice Boy, and he asked me, did I know Roddy Rich? I said, no, I don't know Roddy Rich. And this was the summer of 2019. Six months later, I hear his single, The Box. I said, this is the Roddy Rich." It was so awesome. It was rich. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. The way he just came on the scene, Roddy Rich. And congratulations, by the way, Roddy Rich. Shout out. You've spent 60% of the year on the charts. No artist has done January to August on all Billboard charts without a break. So congratulations on that. But I just enjoyed the way 
Roddy Rich has, you know, uh, blown and evolved. Now, I hope, Roddy Rich, you have some more singles because the box and high fashion just can't save you. You got to have more music if you're hearing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know he's going to come out with some stuff, though. Okay. Guy, he's All right, Roddy. I'm going to be watching, and Malcolm's going to be watching. Would you work with Roddy Rich? Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, Malcolm, Malcolm, and I are watching Roddy Rich, and if your team is listening to this, you know, get us some more music because your two singles just can't save you. I think you do have something you're working well, I on. I think he has a, I think he has a couple. Yes, more. Yes, I think there is a rumor with a single with Drake that Dr he's not ready to release, but Drake wants him to release it. So that, what do you call it? That we'll see and watch and follow. Oh, and by the way, we were talking about one hit wonders earlier. I thought of them. Bobby Shmurda, that's another one, for example. <laughs> Bobby Shmurda, he just got out of jail, by the way. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Shmurda's a one-hit wonder. I liked him, but, I mean, he didn't, you know, and with all the legal trouble, and then it just, sometimes it's yeah. not managed good by people. You know, it, I don't know, some people, like, go into this business blindly, and then they, when they blow, they didn't even expect it. What are your thoughts about it? You blow, it's like, for example, if Malcolm King, like, let's say I can't breathe blows, and, well, what? I didn't even expect it. I didn't even know what? I, I, I didn't even know. And, um, my boss is, like, my boss is down pat, ready for, like, me to show the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a person, like, when I see my, my, my visual concepts and I see movies, so sometimes my ideas might take a little bit longer to... To, to plan out a, you know, to really get down or go and actually physically record because some of our, our projects might become a little bit more expensive than right now. We're just playing with that startup money, you know? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I know if I was to blow and get that break, that opportunity, that, uh, mm -hmm. there's no looking back. There's no turning back. No turning back. And how ready for you, let's say if you blew out of 10, would you be from scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest. How ready are you? 10, I promise. I, I know that there's, there's points in my voice and there's parts of my, my game that I, the, that I know I can learn and, and tweak and, mm -hmm. and uh, definitely get better. But uh, what I know performing-wise and just getting out there, my, my content, I know what I want for myself. I know what I want people to see and hear, I, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm ready. You're, he's ready. Okay, so if there's any management out there, people that are looking to sign new artists, Malcolm King, your boy, <laughs> is ready, and he's from The Six, Toronto, Ontario, representing what? You need to reach out to your boy. <laughs> and one more person I, I forgot to say who was a one-hit wonder as well. Uh, Sheck West, what do you call it? He was another one, too. Oh, Mo Bamba. Yeah. Oh, God. I can't yeah, understand that song, but I mean, he was a one-hit wonder. And sorry, no disrespect, Sheck. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. But he was a one-hit wonder. What just happened to him? I don't even know what happened to him. And I researched, and there's like, he's not in trouble. I don't think there's nothing that happened. Nothing. You guys are some fight with some girl or something. 
Oh, really? Well, you see that. Yeah, I didn't even like, know that. Like domestic violence. Oh, Shaq. I, I, something like that. Shaq, I didn't even know that. You see, you, you see, some of these people, when I don't know certain things, and I mean, this show, if it's about <laughs> hip-hop R&B artists, we are a little bit nosy because you guys put your business out there. I don't dig for it. You guys just throw it to us, and then we talk about it. But we talk about it in a way not to diss you guys. I'm not trying to diss you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about it in a way where it's already out there. So Sheck West, I mean, well... I mean, if you release music, you do. If you don't, well, you'll only be known for more bomba. <laughs> yeah, I think it was really just some accusations that came up, but yeah. you know. I don't think he was. Re I think he probably was yeah, some of these it. artists. I don't think they were ready yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if they had planning, and how important is it to have a team? Because some artists don't believe in having a team. Oh no, I'm learning that now. Having a team to just uh, make everything just run efficiently is always good. You know, one guy to look over your email sometimes, or just one guy to have their pictures posted. Like, but, but this music stuff gets it gets you. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It can become uh, long-winded at times with a lot of extra things to do. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and just just sometimes. Made, I, I realized when my team and my team got grew, sorry, my team got bigger. And I had more people to help me get things done. Uh, I realized that my writing became more efficient. I had more time to write and uh, and just really lay down more music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's positives of being an independent artist? Because, for example, there are some artists that say, I don't need no team because then I'm under them and then everything takes long versus it's myself. I can rush the content or I can, you know, bake the cake quick. What do you say? I, I love the concept of being an independent artist. Uh, when I say team, I really just mean like, my right hand man, um, Shamar, we call him Showtime, but mm -hmm. like me and him are trying to like start our own group, our own little music label called Self Made Music, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I don't even want to mix all of that, but uh, it just, um, I don't really like the whole concept of working under a lot of people, them having those restrictions, telling you when you could drop this song or when, when you could do this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that if I'm going to have a team that uh, try to build it like myself or my guys, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it is important um, to have a team. It's important, but it depends. Like with its restrictions, and I, I've talked about it on a few shows. And listeners, I'm not being repetitive, but, you know, this is a hip-hop, R&B, actors, actresses, and people that are in the community. Now we've talked to a lot. I've talked to a lot of hip hop artists. I've talked to a lot of R and B artists, and I do think you should have a team. But if you're feeling uncomfortable in anything or feeling like your team is not getting you, talk to the team and see what you can change or what can be done or what can change. And if not, then you might have to just wait until your contract ends with them and just go. My mom always told me, close mouths don't eat, you know? Oh, wow. Make sure you're talking. 
Yeah. Make sure you're talking. Yeah, talk. If, I mean, if people... Speak if, up for yourself. Yeah, if you if stand up, if you don't like something or if you don't, you know, if you don't understand something, if you don't understand, again, what you signed or what, talk to the management. And if they're a good management, they'll wait on you. And if they see your potential, they'll wait. And if they can't, well, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. So what do you want to say to your fans? What do you want to tell the people across the globe on this podcast in Canada, the U.S., and little parts of Europe? I just want to say, um, anybody who's heard me already, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. Anybody who will listen to me after this, I hope that you guys enjoy my music and just really look out for anything coming in the near future. I have a lot more ideas, a lot more uh, vibes to get out to you guys, and I promise you won't be disappointed. So um, keep spreading my name, keep spreading this. Uh, what am I looking for? <laughs> keep spreading the right vibes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with Can't Breathe. I want people to, to really take more time and watch Can't Breathe and see the message behind that. But. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for the support. Mm -hmm. What do you want to say to young people? Because they will be going back to school in a few weeks, and let's say they stumble upon your video, can't breathe in high school. What do you want to tell them? Oh, man. I want to say uh, that that guy that you saw in that picture, sorry, in that video there, was nothing like what I was when I was in their position, you know what I mean? Um, I want them to know that Rome wasn't built in a day, and I know that I can't change their mindset in a day, but I can start with one, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I want to start with. Start with one, and one by one, I know that the army will come along and that I could change the narrative. But I just hope that they listen, that they hear my message the right way, and, um, and understand to take their time and, you know, mm-hmm. really just take their time with it, weigh all their options. And... Mm. Would you consider yourself a role model, like, for this song? Like, if it came, well, it's out, right? And if a young person mm-hmm. says, you know what, I look up to you, how, what, how would you respond to that? I love that. I'll take pride in that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom always told me I was a natural-born leader. I like to uh, capitalize on that. I like to talk to younger people and try to guide them in the right way, give them advice, and just shy them away from any mistakes that I've I made, I've made in my life, or that I just I just genuinely don't want to see them make. Mm-hmm. I won't sit here and say that I've done a lot of negative things or I was up in the streets doing this and that, but nonetheless, I know what certain things can get you caught up in. I know that. Um, with illegal money, it's just easy come, easy go, you know what I mean? So I try to tell a lot of these kids to stay the right path, stay focused, and and I hope that with my music, I can really screw that in a little bit harder, you know? And young people, the streets life is not easy, no matter where you're from, it's not easy. You think it's cool selling dope on the streets? No, it's not. Drugs, there are always a consequence for drugs. I'm just throwing that out there, young people. I'm just saying, 
the street life is not cool. It's not cool to have your pants down your, what do you call, halfway your butt and what do you call, running like you a gangster. Because some of y'all would pee your pants when you read, when you meet the real one. You pee your pants running so fast. You know who you are. You know who you are. Don't make me call names out. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to ask EP, Alvin, we talked before about this. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm going to say. I would like an EP to drop. You before. want something this so you can listen to me at one time a lot more different sounds at one time uh, that's definitely getting into the works now I've been sitting back and talking with my guys just, but I'm been very picky on just getting at least two more good visuals out. I want people to see my, uh, my directing capabilities you know it's like I'm very very creative and I want to get those out first before I really um, even let them hear my sound and then when I drop that EP, probably drop an additional two visuals for the EP itself. Mm -hmm. And that EP would be called? Uh, man, I never thought about it. There was one, there was one I had thought about for just some, some nice vibes for the females called Ladies First. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. like, hey, ladies, you guys are unlay <laughs> ladies. If there's any ladies listening, I know we don't talk about the girls. I know because a lot of you might think, well, half of your podcast is all men, men, men. But remember, remember, ladies, you know, we love you, okay? We love you. Malcolm loves you. I love you. So what do you want to say to the ladies in case, oh, yeah, man. what do you want to say to them? You're, you're putting me on the spot right now. You're putting me on the spot right now. Oh, man. Um, what do you want to tell them? What do you want to tell the beautiful I want to say sisters? keep going. Keep going. Keep, uh, stay beautiful. You guys been looking good this summer. Um, go listen to some of my music. Promise you won't be disappointed. And uh, hope to see you guys at some of my shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and shows are not coming. But would you do virtual tours like Instagram lives or going on live Instagram lives? Oh, for lives? sure. If, if they wanted it, the fans wanted it, they said, hey, get on live. Get on some. I'll do it. Why not? Okay, ladies, we got to push, you know, we got to push them. Ladies and brothers, if you too, you just want your fan in the music and you just want to, you know, sit down and roll up a blunt and just, you know, chill. That's okay, too. So Malcolm's trying to work on that. But before the pandemic, did you tour a lot or not really? Oh, not at all. I, that, before the pandemic is when I dropped my first song, so oh. I, I really just started making music uh, or pushing my music. Since 2020 started. Oh, okay, okay. But did you ever yeah. open up for anyone in the past before you released? Not at all. Uh, yeah, just just since I uh, just since I uh, released Can't Breathe, mm -hmm. um, I recently got a offer to perform at a show, like a kind of a Toronto starter show. Um, mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact name of it, but hopefully that goes through. Mm -hmm. This quarantine myths, but. And that will yeah, be, I don't open up for anybody. And that will be when? Do you know for sure it hasn't been approved? I know that was supposed to be during the quarantine itself because it, it was being promoted. And I wasn't in the original show, you know, but he had seen it throughout the quarantine and, and sent me a personal message. Steve sent me a personal message and um, asked me or told me he'd like to have me in the show. So Okay, well, definitely. Hopefully that's his following fall. 
down, and you guys can get it on my. You probably will find it on my Instagram. If I promote it or when I promote it. Okay. Okay. And we'll look out for that. Do you want to throw out your Instagram page? Oh yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Money Mouse. That's M O N E Y M A L C Z. Same for my music as well. M O N E Y M A L C Z. And do you want to throw out the singles in case they miss the singles again? I Can't uh, Breathe and the other two ones? I Can't Breathe, you can find that on YouTube. And my two songs available on all streaming platforms now is Addicted and Champagne Showers. Okay, all right. You hear that, ladies? Champagne Showers, right? Yeah. Yeah, you hear that, ladies? Well, ladies, he loves you. Malcolm loves you, ladies. And the brothers, he loves you too, but what do you call it? He loves the support you're giving in the music. And brothers, let's support brothers, okay? Let's support brothers, you know? Support your boy, Malcolm King support him i really want to thank you for debuting on this podcast any final things you want to tell us in closing uh, thank you again for having me um i'm so grateful for the exposure you know what i mean mm-hmm. you being the first one who really reached out to me you saw the potential in me so i just want to you know say thank you for this opportunity <laughs> i know you won't regret it yeah, I'm gonna always be able to say Donovan gave me my first radio interview, first podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners, you know what? I mean, this show is very different because what we do, listeners, we take artists that haven't blown yet. So, and imagine when they blow, listeners. So, a lot of people don't want to give these artists a chance. So when they hear a person like me, you know, really reaching out and really doing the detective work and, you know, giving them a chance in their craft and their art, it really excites them because nobody else is doing what I'm doing. I'll be honest with him. This is not to boast. This is not to boast. But no one is doing what I'm doing. And even if they are doing it, they're not doing it with a certain genuineness. You know what I'm saying, Malcolm? Yes. A lot of these guys are looking uh, to monetize from it. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Or they're looking what they can get out of it. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've been through. If you got good hip-hop music, if you got good R&B music, if you got some good gospel R&B and want to take us back into the church and, you know, right now, what do you call it? Right now you feel like, you know, if you just have some good music in general, reach out to your boy. Uh, Donovan, D-O-N-O-V-A-N, period, L-A-C-R-O-X-I, at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on Twitter as well, Donovan LaCroxy. I'll try to use Twitter more. Facebook, I don't use it. I have accounts, but I really don't use Facebook. I just don't like Facebook. It's not my cup of tea, but the best place to reach me is on Instagram. And you can message me, but please, listeners, if you're going to message be patient or be gentle. Don't reach out saying I hate the show or I, I didn't like that you had somebody. I mean, if you disagree with something, try to be as gentle as possible. But that's it. But Malcolm, I really want to thank you. Thank you again, Donovan. Thanks uh, for having me. All right, all right, all right. And that is it for another episode published August 14th. 2020 this is episode 59 the other day i made a mistake saying 
58, but this is actually episode 59, so we're almost at 60 episodes. So, Malcolm, I want to thank you, and that's going to do it for another episode. Thank you, Malcolm King. Thanks, guys.